Whether you're coming from a boat or a stand, welcome back to the lodge with your hosts, Matthew Dredska. Wait, no, 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 that's not what I meant. No, no, come on, no. Dang. And Patrick Mudge. I really don't know what to say that's funny because I'm not a very funny person. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Don't tell me they're gone. I wanted nothing left. Don't tell me you're strong. And you got no regrets. Thinking about us, thinking about then. Thinking about how I could have been. Don't cross your mind. So if you're doing fine. Don't tell me Don't tell me Back to the Lodge is brought to you by Icy Tech USA 6.03 p.m. in West Tennessee I'm Patrick I'm Matt I'm Nick And we also have Chase Petty <laughs> And we're back to the Lodge Hey, it's episode eight. Glad to be back uh, in West Tennessee after spending a weekend, a long weekend, uh, down in South Texas. Matt and I actually had the pleasure to head down to Rockport uh, right before Tropical Storm Beta was coming in uh, to check out some new products, get a new dealer set up down there, met some really great folks. And we even got to spend some time on the ranch uh, shooting some birds. Yeah, we did. And we just ate the birds. Sure did. (laughs) How were the birds, by the way? Delicious. So if the birds we're referring to are uh, the dove hunt that we just had, we did uh, some dove poppers. We took some cream cheese, the dove breast, slapped it together, wrapped it in bacon, smoked it, and here we are. Chase, what would you think? Well, for the one I had, it was pretty good. I give you I give you an A+. Plus. A+. Plus. All yeah, right, I'll take yeah, it. Pretty good. <laughs> he doesn't get excited much, does he? Mm-hmm. He does. It just it takes a little bit of work. Yeah. So we got Chase in studio. Super blessed. Chase has been out there beating the living heck out of uh, the crappie tour and taking some trophies and even some checks. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, sort of. It's been an okay year. It's been an I mean, okay year. Man, yeah. you're, out, you're out there kicking butt. I like that you're humble. Uh, but Team Ice Tech. So we're going to have Chase in as a co-host today. And uh, probably in the second hour, we'll kind of do our traditional interview and... Uh, put you on the hot seat for a little bit because you're up here in the studio so brace for shock uh matt what'd you think about the trip no oh, it was too much fun <laughs> you know that storm coming in we'd have cut it a little bit short um wish we didn't have to yeah but uh, we might have another one absolutely and and for those of you that tuned in to our little live from a walmart parking lot in arkansas yeah um <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> Nick was on the trip with us. Uh, in a way. <laughs> you were very much with us, Nick. Oh. In spirit. <laughs> I mean, we had people you've never even met walking around caressing you. Yep. Um, you, you were pretty popular, man. Mm. I, it, it, why? 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 Why not? You, you couldn't go, and it just didn't feel right. So we had, you know, we, we reached out to... Uh, one of our co- uh, co-producers and uh, editors of the show and said, hey, can you uh, can you Photoshop Nick's head on one of those 80 Glamour Shots bodies? <laughs> he goes, absolutely. <laughs> Look, that's what happens when you give me and Patrick 14 hours <laughs> in a truck together. <laughs> I'm going next time. 
lot of lot of uh a lot of Mountain Dew and bad jokes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Nick was with us on the tour uh, this last weekend, and we're we're on one of the breaks. We're going to go ahead and post those photos oh, no. to Facebook. So if you want to check out the pictures of Nick along the trip, let's go to back to the lodge on Facebook. <laughs> I can't stop laughing because I've already seen these. I've shown you only a few. Oh, no. But there's a lot. There's more. Well, and we've got to save a few of them for some other time. They're not even quite appropriate enough. Yeah. So definitely. we'll save those for uh How bad did it get? Well, or good. See, this or is what good. happens when you meet us. See, Matt's known Chase for a while. So Chase gets a nice produced video promoting Chase with the crappie tour. You get blasphemated on Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. And that yeah. was kind of one of the things that I seen last week. Why why are you getting the uh the blast of everything? What what is going on with this? Nick's, I'm, I'm Nick's new to this, Nick's so please tell me to the show. You know, I <laughs> I do not know what I did to these guys. I really don't. I have been nothing but a saint to these guys. What did I do? You're going to be... I'll tell you what. By episode episode 26, (laughs) we're going to bless you, and you'll be good to go. Dude, I'm going to hold you to that. Like I will be counting episodes... I'm going to put it in my phone right now. <laughs> well, go ahead and do that. <laughs> Speaking of your phone, stay tuned. You can check us out on backtothelodge.com. Or if you're here in West Tennessee, 100.9 The Farm. We're going to take a quick break with a message from our sponsors. We'll be right back, so stick around. Hey, let's just be honest. No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. But if you play your cards right, you can fool them. Now, for all the work you put into getting this close, make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak, made for moments like this. IC Tech now has tumblers and apparel. Check out ictech.com or visit the hardware house in Huntingdon, Bennett's Hardware of McKenzie, or Rev Power Sports in Jackson to find all your IC Tech coolers and accessories. IC Tech, the classic roto molded cooler that started an entire industry. 100% veteran owned and operated. IC Tech USA. 100.9 The Farm. We are back to the lodge. So we just got back on. Monday. Monday morning, yeah, early, early Monday morning. Technically yeah. Monday morning, yeah. We spent the uh, the weekend down in Rockport, and then we went up to Poteet, which we had a fun time trying to pronounce on the way up there. Yeah, Bo Peep. <laughs> Where are we going? Bo Peep. Some of them were not appropriate. Well, I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear Dom say where we were going, and Patrick did. So about halfway there, I'm like, man, are we almost there? And he goes. I don't know. Look it up. I said, well, I can't Texas. look. I said, I can't look it up. I don't know what it's called. He said, it's like Bo Peep. I said, there's no Bo Peep, Texas. So it was I, than whatever you said. I just, I knew we were heading towards San Antonio. That's, I knew that. So I just looking at my map, start scrolling across the map until I finally found Poteet. And I like to say, is it Poteet? He goes, that's it. Because you know, <laughs> everything in Texas is like a two to four hour drive. Right. Hey, we're going to my, uh, my backyard. Let's roll. It's like, Two hours later. We didn't see anything on the ride except for, what was that, 10,000 round bales of 
cotton. Oh, dude, it was in a line. It was. It was. I couldn't see the end. And you could. This one of those places in Texas. You can see till the horizon crushes whatever you're looking at. And there were cotton bales as far as you could see, and then there was the windmills, which literally went way beyond what you could see. And I'm like, man, if we broke down right here, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Matt's gonna be friendly with somebody. You got a purdy uh, truck. <laughs> Speaking of purdy boats, Chase, what's up, man? What's going on? Heard you got a new boat. Yeah, I had to get out of the small boat I was in and finally got a t- 21-foot canvas. Let's talk about what you were in. You were in that oar. Mm-hmm. Kind of describe what that would look like. <laughs> Well, to some people, it was a nice boat. I mean, it, it wasn't. It was a nice boat, solid. And uh, but to go the distance, when I was ta- what what I was putting it through, I just needed something bigger. It was just eighteen sixty. I mean, it was a big boat, sure. But you were hauling in it. It wasn't no hauling in it. <laughs> There's no telling how many miles I put on it. There's no. There is literally no telling. how I mean, many you miles jumped in there with a tiller and went how far when you took first. Oh, and the Marin Crawford Trail, yeah. 30 miles, 35 miles. That was one way. So that was 70 mile round trip. Oh, man, yeah. Braxton. Had to bring fuel. Yeah. yeah. So, third, I don't even know. Let's see, 20 gallons of fuel, 15 gallons. I don't even know. It was, it was a lot. Matt, have you ever done 70 miles in a tiller boat? No, not in a tiller. I've done it in an airboat before. <laughs> yeah. But in that, we had to stash fuel for that too. And you're also turning a little quicker. But, well, I don't know, 30. What, 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 what did that boat go? I, I 25, know. 25, No, it went 32, yeah. 30. Oh, okay. but, which, okay. looking back on it, how fast I go now, yeah. I'm, and I knew as soon as I got a new boat, I was going to be like, I'm, I'm going to forget what this feels like. And now, looking back, I mean, I'm going 80. I, I, I actually, the, Sunday, yeah. I, I slowed down to a chop. It was a, it was a big chop coming. Sure. And I slowed down to 30, and I said, I can't believe I used to go this slow. <laughs> and I did that my whole life. I mean, my whole life I've been doing that. So, yeah. But your new boat goes how fast? It, it, it Plenty fast. I, I haven't gotten over 65 yet. I don't know exactly how to. You know, I'm still new at the whole. I mean, the first day out, I didn't know how to drive this thing. I mean, I, I just, I, never, I didn't grow up with boats right, like that. Right. So, And now you got a hot foot instead, oh, yeah. instead of a. Yeah, which Twist is like throttle. so much. Going. I mean, I can I can drink like a, a Pepsi or something while I'm going. Yeah, and I can, I mean it's just nice. So you've upgraded from the Pinto to the I don't know. I don't want to give anybody an endorsement on that, <laughs> right? Yeah. But you you definitely upgraded. And what color did you end up going? It's a black and red. It's got it's solid black, with red stripes, reddish. I mean, it's it's pretty nice. So now that you got the new boat. What is that doing for your confidence with the American Crappie Trail? Well, I didn't ever have a problem with the, the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, I was, I was wanting to get out there with these guys. I, I, I had no problem well, with that. But now, now there's no telling how far I'll go. I mean, I, I told everybody, I'm like, you thought I was going far before. Sure. So um, what would you say, you know, and, and, and look... Everybody knows this. The show is presented by Icy Tech. Mm-hmm. We are Icy Tech. That, that's that's not a secret. And I know you got the Icy Tech cooler, and you you did give claim that it helped you tremendously. Mm-hmm. That's great. We appreciate it. <laughs> you know, thank you. Mm-hmm. But the real question is, what do you think was really different this year from last year? Hmm. 
Other than I, the cooler. I, other than the well, I just entered more. Okay. And, you know, I, I I plan every year that I've been doing this, and it, we'll get into it later. But I I mean, I've been doing this a long time, and me and my partner Braxton, we've mm-hmm. been doing it a long time, and. Every year we took steps getting further and further. And, and last year at the ACT event on Kentucky Lake, it was kind of when I went out that first day. Mm-hmm. This was in 2019. This was last year's tournament. And I wanted to see what my weight was compared to them guys. And I, when I came in that day, I was like, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, yeah. it, it's time to go. And that that's all we've been building up to. And I'll, I don't put my money anywhere that I know I, you know, I'm pretty. But you didn't do anything tremendously different from no. last year to this year, no. other than doing more entries. Well, the live scope there it is. is is kind of okay. Took off. <laughs> All right, well, I, yeah. I didn't even. Yeah. Well, we can we can talk about that now because yeah. that's not that's not what I'm going to drill you for later. Mm-hmm. So you got live scope. You're mm-hmm. a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. I, I so our listeners know Matt and I went out with you what two three months ago. Four months ago, maybe. It's been a while. It's been a while. Maybe five. <laughs> March, April. April. Yeah. So anyway, it was cooler. Mm-hmm. It's kind of about the temperature it was now, yeah. but in the spring. In any case, you, Matt was telling me about this live scope. Never, I personally never even heard of it. And then we see it on your boat, and it's like, this is a video game. This is just not right. <laughs> but you're a huge fan. What what has that done as a game changer for you? Well, when I got this thing back in January, maybe no, it's February when I got it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else had had it for a year, at least a year. So I was late to the game, very, very late. And uh, I guess I hated it the mm-hmm. first two months. I wanted to kick the thing <laughs> off my boat. I mean, it was just it's you're trying to <clears throat> learn too much at once. Sure, you know when you're you're taking all these years of you learning this stuff and I had to throw it out the window mm-hmm. in a matter of you know days to get prepared and I, the first few tournaments I got destroyed I mean it and of course then the whole quarantine thing happened and things changed sure so I mean the steep learning curve the, but to describe the live scope a little better it's kind of a camera system but it's not a camera no and it's showing you we'll call it well it's technically 2D but it is a 3D imagery that you can see, you yeah. know, where fish movement is. And yeah, try try to break it down, Chase. Like, what, to the people, because, you know, this is, people around, some of the outdoorsmen around here in West Tennessee, they know what live scope is, whether they just saw it on YouTube or, or wherever. But there's people that are listening to this in states or even countries yep. that, one, have no use for it, and two, have never heard of it. So break down what that live scope sort of looks like as easily as you can. Okay, I tell everybody... You take your regular sonar, just take a down imaging, and you point it. You point it forward, and you're taking. Just imagine you taking a strobe light. All it is is a strobe light. That's the ping that comes through the trolling, the the transducer, and pretty much you're taking a strobe light and you're flashing it in front of you. It's it's, it's pretty much what it is, and it doesn't show you. It's not a camera. Some people are like, oh, "This is cheating." You know, this is a camera. No, it is not a camera. You cannot tell. You with a lot of practice, right. it takes a lot of practice for you to get to know what a fi- what fish you're looking for looks like. And but, you can kind of describe. I, I mean, I looked at it. You mm-hmm. you looked at it, and you knew exactly what you were looking at. I looked at it like going to the OB for the first ultrasound yeah, for the right. baby, and yeah. it's like. 
oh, that's a fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, that's my son. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. you know how to read that, and that's a steep learning curve. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely it, a game changer. It took a like I said, it, it was a definite game. When I first turned it on, I'm like, holy crap, what am I looking at? And that's how everybody is. It's not just you're not just going to go out there. People think fish are just going to jump in the boat. It's not like that at all. It's it's a huge learning curve, it, but it's just a tool, just like anything else that debt finders and anything sure. else you get on your boat. So, is there? Do you guys know if there's crappie fish in Europe? I don't know. Look I at mean, me. There's probably some type <laughs> of similar, but I doubt that there's like white and black crappie. There's bass in Japan, right? You yeah. know, a lot of people come from. Well, in China too. That's where Ron yeah, goes for go. his bass tours. If only we we've got one. seven listeners in Belgium, two in Germany, and two in Australia. Well, they probably know. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have something. I tell them to call from. in, but it'd probably cost a fortune. So Guaranteed. we won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, not on our side, Nick. On the caller side, it doesn't cost you anything to answer the phone. Oh, okay. Now, if somebody called in from Belgium and it said, "Would you like to accept a collect call from?" Don't. <laughs> Then you're going to get in trouble, and then it will be your fault. And then we'll be back to episode one. There are no mm. crappie in Europe. Okay, so it's official. No crappie in Europe. I'm sure that somebody has flown some out there and stocked some private pond. So please, fact checkers out there, don't be like, oh, I know of this one spot in Germany. Well, and if you but do, that's fine, but fly chase out there yeah. so you can go catch something. <laughs> but hey, you can go other things in Europe that's probably right. more fun on LifeScope. One of them big cat, one of those catfish, Welsh. Is that what they're called? The Welsh. So. Imagine what them things are yeah, like. Five hundred pound tanks. It's a small submarine. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you you can imagine some of the stuff that we've saw on the live scope. I mean, there's on on the on the screen itself. It's got what? Oh, I thought you were looking at me. Hmm? Nick uh, does that sometimes. Yeah, I didn't. We you, you we ignore see, him. You just can, <laughs> you can see footage marks on your screen, <laughs> and there's some fish that come by your screen that five to eight foot long you're like what in the heck was that thing yeah it, yeah you can see some wild things. that would have been like some of the alligator guard down in texas yeah. last weekend yeah <laughs> i wonder what that would look like just big green or is it orange was it orange when yeah. you looked at it yeah you can choose your color oh you can so yeah. just be like a big bright blur well <laughs> some of you can see their gut you can see you know you oh you can, can actually get, oh, get that yeah, definition you can see their tails moving i mean you can see everything spoonbills we saw spoonbills and you can follow spoonbills around so a lot of these people in texas yeah. and oklahoma they're starting to snag these spoonbills and that's how they're doing it's a live scope they're making money off for that. people that don't know you have to snag a spoonbill a spoonbill is a filter feeder so they no. don't bite you know chunks you're not gonna meat. catch it on a hook you're not you can't you, you no. have you have to snag these fish which yeah. it is legal in i mean oklahoma's mm-hmm. the, known for their their spoonbill yeah. fishing mm-hmm. but yeah that's what they do is they go out there and they snag them but typically until live scope they were just casting out into a direction that they knew that they would be sitting in and you know based on currents and stuff like that yeah. it's a, yeah. it's definitely something i want to do because if anybody's ever foul hooked a fish the best fighting fish in the world is a foul hooked fish I mean, well, I mean you snagged a blue jaw when we went out. No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> that big giant look. I mean, my goodness. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So we got, we can go ahead and talk a little bit about what's coming up next month. So we were reached out, you know, through the interwebs of social media and the veteran groups. Um, we did agree. We were asked, um, given, given, get my, language, my grammar right before I correct yeah. you again. Um, we were given the proposal for boots for troops. 
down in Texas for October 17th. We're going to be heading down to north of Houston again. Again. <laughs> which is fine. I'm good with it. Get you some more street tacos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm in. I, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. So, anyways, we're going to be heading down there to cover Easton Corbin Live in concert uh, at a big outdoor venue to raise money for Boots for Troops. The event's sponsored by one of the local four dealers, Cavender's Boots. Um, what was it? Hawk Optics? Hawk. And there, yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. There's a, all kinds of sponsors. It's a, it's a big deal. How many? There's, what, six artists or something like that? I think it, yeah, I think it's four to six. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Some Easton openers. has, obviously, he's the headliner. So, back to the lodge. We're going to have, we should have, if... Again, back to Nick. Uh, the mobile mm. studio should be ready to go. Our new one, brand new, uh, that we'll be trailering down and doing live on location down in Texas. So yeah. more details to come. Stay tuned uh, to social media, and we will make sure everybody knows where it's at. From what I understand, it's if you're down local, it's very affordable to yeah. go and have a good time. It's outdoors. Huge open area. Um Probably even bigger than the area we did our Fourth of July. Yeah, it was a big Drake White. From the so. pictures I saw, it's a big area. Now, here's my question, Patrick: Which Nick are we bringing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I tell you what. I mean, don't tell him I said this, but glamour shot Nick is cheaper than real Nick. I'm sitting well, right he, here. He fits in the back <laughs> of your pocket too. But I'll be honest; that doesn't matter which one's coming. They're riding in the trailer. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> You see what they do to me, man? I, I'm different. Well, I will say I've been with Matt a few years, <laughs> yeah. and you don't even want to know what has been spoken. To. Me, I bet you've had better treatment than this. Me though. and Chase <laughs> have ran around the outdoors. Everything from what have we all done, Chase? We've bow fished, we've crappie fished, we we've dove hunted, we've squirrel hunted. We've, I mean, we've. Me and Chase have been running around for. Well, my daughter is okay, so probably going on seven years or eight years now. Probably we've been and running around. I knew you before your daughter you, you, was born. Yeah, so. before my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. I was getting you through school. That's so. when I got you through school. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get in. This is this is a long-standing argument that me and Chase wait, have wait, had. Wait, wait, wait. Chase, so you've put up with him for seven years? Eight years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's still around. Yeah. Why in the hell did you show up tonight? I, mean, I, I, don't, I honestly don't. I don't even know what to say because he kind of he kind of talked me into it. He kind of coached me into it. There was, I mean, look, traveling with Matt is one thing. Being outdoors with Matt is a whole nother because the crap talking starts, and and once he starts, you you can't help but partake. You you have to, and and I've honestly, the guys that I used to hunt and fish with, it was like, hey brother, miss you. It's been a while. With Matt, it's like, can I shoot you? <laughs> and kick your butt. Any- you're going to miss. <laughs> and like I said, we weren't counting in Texas, Patrick, but whose team shot more doves? Shot or killed more doves? Whatever. It only counts if you get it in the boat. Well, that's, we weren't you dove did, in the you boat. Did. That's the you same. definitely killed more doves. However, I had <laughs> artillery fire next to me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. And not to mention, you shot at me three times. The shot fell within within seven feet of me. He was 200 yards away. Barely. If I shot straight at him with two two and three quarter inch, seven and a half shot, I couldn't have hurt him if I tried. 200 yards. Yeah. You're done measuring fish. That was no 200 yards. 100 to 150, maybe. And it wasn't me shooting that you are. We're not going to get into that on the air. I I heard, cover your ears. Cover your ears. I hear douche. Yeah, you and then all of a sudden I hear 
<laughs> all through the bush. I'm like, that's right next to me. Then I hear another shot, and it's in the water right behind Dom. I'm like, I turn around, I looked at you. I'm like, stop shooting at me. I didn't sign up for this. And Matt's like, that wasn't me. I've got a rabbit. <laughs> I did shoot a jackrabbit. He shot this jackrabbit like five times. That was tough. A tough little bugger. <laughs> I saw that thing on Facebook. I didn't know it was a jackrabbit. That's a jackrabbit. Yeah, yeah, open yeah. season. Yeah. Matt and Matt's just doom, doom, doom. I'm like, dude. He probably took that many shots to kill that well, thing. I mean, I mean, he needed a slug. <laughs> so, I mean, so, again, seven and a half inch, yeah. two and three quarter, and the closest shot. Well. When I finished it, I was so close when I found it again that I had to back, back away to finish it. But the three shots that I took leading up to that shot, I mean, I wasn't any closer yeah. than maybe 75 yards. So, I mean, you're only getting, what, one, maybe two pellets at that point? I can definitely yeah. outrun that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Matt was having a hard time keeping up with it. <laughs> I got it. But, I mean, it was definitely a fun time. and. I made the mistake, and I didn't have a pair of snake boots with me, so I wasn't retrieving my own birds, which I felt kind of girly about that, which that's not a stab at women, but I felt wussified, and I, I couldn't go get my own birds. So I ended up kind of over by this oleander that was off to my right, and I just kind of squat. I'm so tall, so if I don't like squat down real low, the birds would come in at the mojos and see me and be like, peace, <laughs> we're out. So I'm squatted down, and I can only see now with the only enter to my left and right, I've got about a 30-degree point of view. Yeah, probably about that. And I love Dom. We met Dom down there. Love the guy. Super, super great guy. Um, but he's a fast shot. And if he could have had a street sweeper, <laughs> he would have gone through a box of rounds in the yeah. first five minutes. <laughs> it, it, it was three shells for every bird. And and he would turn and just... Yeah, it was quick. Okay. Like full auto <laughs> almost. Y'all doing some way different yeah. dove hunting than what I'm well, used to because yeah. you said snake boots. Oh, why, yeah. why y'all have... Oh, there's Diamondbacks everywhere. Man, Diamondbacks. Everywhere. Uh. <laughs> we were fortunate to not see one, but I wanted to. I wanted to find one, but I had my But snake we didn't boots. even go looking. I mean, that was that's no. how bad it was. We're like, nah. But Chase, it was one of those... We only killed... I think we killed 42 birds or something in three hours. So it wasn't... I mean... But what was nice about those is, Chase, we've dove hunted quite a bit together over the years. The doves wanted the robo. This, yeah. If you want to hear some stories. We're coming right to it. I yeah. just recently took a trip. I, I mean, I'm sure y'all heard. I know. From up north. And it, if you want to get into some dove hunting, oh, my gosh. Was it, is it good? <laughs> they need to change their state bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're super delicious. Yeah. Well, speaking of hunting with the North and all the different camo changes, let's go to our sponsors. We'll be right back. You're listening to Back to Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. Get up. Woo! Look at there. This moment was brought to you by Higdon Outdoors, a leader in the waterfowl industry for over 25 years. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family-owned company and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. We make high-quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford, helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation. Quality. Customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real. Get Higdon. Usually right about now, we'd be playing some music, but due to restrictions and copyrights, we can't allow music to play. 
So if you'd like to hear music in between breaks, tune in every Wednesday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. Central and hear us live at backtothelodge.com. Click the Listen Now button and you'll be back to the lodge. This country was born to believe in something larger than itself, a belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything. From defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon, we built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born that has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on, love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America Bourbon, vet owned and made proudly in the USA, available nationwide at most leading retailers and at americabourbon.com. 100.9 The Farm, we're back to the lodge. So we're back to the lodge and back from Texas. And I, if you don't know, I lived in Texas for a few years. Absolutely loved it. I was down in Lake Jackson, which is in Brazoria County, and that's south of Houston. We did make a quick pit stop through there. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the nice 14-hour drive, I, and even before then, I'd been talking up street tacos. And, you know, I guess the the name is... To nauseum, I'm just going to throw that in there, to the point that I was like, these things can't be as good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess the name is misleading because it makes you think street tacos, yeah. street vendor, street well, food. Okay. Truthfully, that is what I thought. And, I, and I thought we were going to get a food truck sure. or something like that. Traditionally, you can get them from a taco stand and food trucks, but most Tex-Mex, and I do say Tex-Mex because it's mm-hmm. the fusion between Texas, American food, Americana... And Mexican food, just like fajitas. Fajitas were started in Houston. It's not an original Mexican dish. Mm. And I've been talking these up to Matt. I'm like, dude, you got to try them. You got to try them. So we, we looked at one of my favorite restaurants, and it closed at, what, 9 o'clock? Yeah. And we, it shows our ETA is like 8.50. <laughs> so we are booking it. We're through Houston. We're on 288 headed south, and we are booking it. I'm like, we're going to make it. We're going to have time. We're going to sit down. And he's looking at me like, no, we're not. <laughs> it's like, we're going to make it. So we get there, come flying in, and I get out. I'm like, this is it. And I don't, what was running through your mind at that point? Again, still at this point, I mean, I, I, at this point, I knew it was a restaurant. It wasn't a food truck. Right. But that was a big place, super nice. And, and still at this point, I'm like, man, these, so, these better be half as good. So we ordered, <laughs> and we got the beef. And I pretty much let Patrick order for me. He already knew that's what right. it was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I let him order for me. And uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, they are, you know, I don't know if it's just that place either, but I mean, we had steak. Ours were, ours yeah. were, ours yeah. were steak and they were just so tender, so good. All of the auththentic, real spices, not just spices, just the from the lettuce off, that was yeah, in it. Every, everything in it was just so, so... I mean, it was... Look, I could talk about this until all the listeners And that wasn't high end. That was no. middle of the road for... Our entire, our entire meal, both of us, we both had a drink. Our entire meal was, what, 26 bucks or something yeah. stupid? Like, it was, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was... That was all I could dream about. Yeah. <laughs> we down there. I'm like, we it was worth, the it, was worth it. So, Huge endorsement. If you're going to South Texas, you're going to do fishing. You're not from there. Make sure you find a good local recommendation uh, because there's a lot of questionable food stops, <laughs> especially when we drove from Rockport to Poteet. Yeah. <laughs> there was some food trucks that obviously haven't moved in 40 years. <laughs> and, you know, they survived the hurricanes. Some of those tiny, tiny, tiny little like small town barbe- like barbecue <laughs> that is either going to be the best you've ever had. 
Or you're going to be sick. Or you don't make it to the next town. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, everything. I mean, honestly, we ate we ate really good the entire trip. I mean, now, in, and in retrospect, I got you on that because you never had it before. And then vice versa, the following night, you got to have me try something you really oh, liked yeah. that I never had before. Yeah, I think we, we talked about it, I think maybe even last episode, about my favorite fish outside of a... I, I, we did can't talk get, about it. Can't get past like a, like a fried panfish, whether it's bluegill, perch, crappie. They're just so dang good. But mm-hmm. when it comes to ocean fish or a bigger fillet, man, a blackened redfish is just... I don't know. It's just so flaky. Yeah. And it, it takes to, I, truthfully, you could season it with whatever. It's going to hold whatever flavor you're seasoning it so with. So we had that but Friday night. We had the that Black Friday night. Fish. Oh, my gosh. It was good. It was real good. <laughs> I looked at Matt. I'm like, yep. Yep. You're right. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> so we had that. Went, went and crashed that night. Got up the next morning. Hit out on the boat. We could only go out on the channel, really, because yep. the storm, storm surge. Yep. It was really, really windy. It was like a north wind at like 40 knots. So we were able to get out, and uh, we were going to do some film footage, obviously, to help them out, help us out. And uh, we're doing this footage, and, I, and as we're going out there, he's getting the ringing set up so he can show us how it works. And I set my camera down on the uh, the stern, kind of over like where the transom would be, you know, for out, typical outboards. And I'm just sitting there with it, uh, you know, and I'm like, okay, we'll get like a little 30-second clip. We can slow it down into slow-mo or fast-forward, you know, however we want to do video editing. And just as I put my phone down, with what, 26 seconds in, yeah. dolphin pops right up out of the water right in front of my camera. I'm like, well, that was cool. I mean, <laughs> right, b- right before even, like, the wake is started behind the boat, like, yeah. right there in that lull between the transom and where the wake is. And the first time I saw it, I just saw something coming out of the water. And it took me, it only took me less than a second to realize what it was. Mm-hmm. But that half a second before I realized what it was, I mm-hmm. thought we were in trouble. Well, that's, that's why I moved from the stern to the transom. Because when it first popped up, I went, I was still on the stern. And it popped up and you were like, oh, <laughs> two drops of pee came out. But then as soon as you realized it was a dolphin, a dolphin startled you. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I was not. I was, didn't scare me. No, nothing. I <laughs> was concerned about it, fish that could eat him. All, yeah. I mean... No, All, no, no. Every single one of us, not not Captain Sean, but everybody else, it startled all of us. Something popped up behind the boat that was big, and it was. We're, I'm talking two feet. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if it could have smacked into the transom, it it could have very easily. Do, do. <laughs> yeah. do, do. But apparently, according to Captain Sean, that happens all the time. Like they really like that spot right there where they can yeah. sort of coast with the it's boat right at the prop. Too. Yeah. I mean, right yeah, at uh, yeah. the prop. I mean, one fast move. Yeah, you guess you learn. You're getting a nose job. You learn. <laughs> you learn your lesson real quick. Yeah. One time, I it, it was almost kind of scary how f- close they would get. I mean, yeah, and that that speed, yeah. they'd get right up to the prop, and I'm like, Mm-mm. yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna. There's gonna be sushi for dinner, but uh, so yeah, we got that all checked out. Um, we're gonna be wrapping up the hour, but when we do come back, Chase is in the hot seat. You ready for this, buddy? What? What do you get throw at me? Well, you're gonna find out. Okay. Yeah, I'm always ready. <laughs> you you have listened to every episode, so you kind of know some of the questions. Yeah. And you kind of have a little time to prepare. Bring it on. You know what? I think we should change the questions up. Give me a minute. Let me come up with some new questions for you. We're gonna really drill you good. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back from station identification. You are listening to Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. Hey, let's just be honest. No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. 
But if you play your cards right, you can fool him. Now for all the work you put in to get him this close, make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak, made for moments like this. When you purchase an Icy Tech cooler, not only are you getting the best and original Rotomold cooler for your barbecue, your kid's graduation party, or maybe even the boat, but your proceeds from that purchase go on to help Gold Star families receive grief counseling retreats so they can heal and get a little piece of their heart back. So they can have the same quality of life that we share. Icy Tech. USA. 100.9 The Farm, and we are back to Lodge. Um, right before we came back from the break, I caught like the tail end of that conversation. What were you complaining about? Nothing. Oh, I thought you were saying something about your chair. <laughs> no, Chase was resituating, and he said, just got to get comfortable. And Nick said, there's not a comfortable place in here. I said, except for your, Patrick's chair, and Nick's chair. And that was not intentional. It just no, happened to be no, over it's, here. it's not a big deal. I mean, we could get you a booster seat if it's not helps. a big deal. Mine's intentional. <laughs> He's changing his tune. I don't <laughs> care. He doesn't want a booster seat. He's okay. Sorry, Dad. I'm fine. Because the microphone comes down to you. The chair doesn't go <laughs> up to the microphone. I'm fine. <laughs> Move it along. <laughs> if you stand up, are you the same height right now? No. <laughs> I'm taller now. All right. Well, you're not in the hot seat tonight. It's Chase Petty. That's who we've been waiting for. You're finally here. Thank you for coming on the show, by the way. Thank, I glad to be here. But for those that follow Chase, you are in the American Crappie Trail. Yeah, I fished. I fished all three. I, I, I mainly just fished the area, um, the West Tennessee, um, any anywhere within a hundred miles. I try to get to. But every year I'm stepping up. But I, I fished Crappie USA. I fished American Crappie Trail. I fished Crappie Masters. And you I, run I, one. Yeah, I, I run. Uh, me and another guy, we run the uh, West Tennessee Crappie Masters, the regional tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got invited to the Wally's uh, Marshall's deal, the Invitational, the Mr. Crappie Invitational. I'll be fishing it, me and Braxton. So. so, I mean, people grow up, they fish recreationally. Some of them get a little competitive. But, I mean, you're doing it. You're out mm-hmm. there on on the trails doing the, the mm-hmm. competitions and the tournaments every almost every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um and you and you've won a few, especially this year. You won a big one this year. Yeah, yeah. We was lucky enough to win the ACT on Kentucky Lake, and uh, we that's uh, I won Old Hickory. Mm-hmm. I, I went up there. I've never been to Old Hickory. Uh, we went up there and and won one. And uh, we've had a few second place finishes, third place. Like I said, we've been doing this probably since 2012. We've been fishing uh, sure. competitively. And what got you into fishing? Mm-hmm. Honestly, back when years and years, I mean, it was middle school. I didn't have anybody get me into fishing. I, I Honestly, I didn't have anybody. You know, some people have the grandparents. So I, I honestly didn't have anybody. Uh, now, when it comes to hunting, that's a different story. But uh, I, I just started going. I had ponds and stuff, um, watersheds I'd, I'd go to when I was a kid. I mean, and, and a friend and... I don't know. It it, it grew bigger. I, I wasn't ever into sports. Um, I came from a mm-hmm. small town in Sharon, Tennessee, and uh, we lost everything. Uh, so I <laughs> we, we I didn't grow up winter, mm-hmm. and uh, so we didn't have any of that. The only thing that they was to go fishing and hunting, and 
So I you started, just went to a store and picked up a pole one day and pretty. I had I, I, if I really can't remember what got me into going every day. Hmm. And I, I I caught a fish one day and uh, I love doing it. And did you go by yourself or with a friend? Yeah, or? yeah, pretty much I, with a friend. I mean, just didn't really have nobody. I, I probably started late as far as you know. I, I went when I was a kid. We used to go. You know, run trout lines on the Kentucky Lake and stuff mm-hmm. like that with my dad. But he didn't do the crappie fishing. He he did a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, as far as being competitive, I don't know where I picked that up at, honestly. And well, like I said, we we went. I started going when I was young, and it got to where I was wanting to go every day. When when I was in school, even in middle school and high school, I didn't want to go out and like other people. I want to go fishing. I want to wake up early in the morning. And go fishing every single day. And I, then I started watching bass fishing. And, and, of course, we all grew up watching the, the Bass Masters and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. when I started seeing that stuff, it got me competitive. I'm like, man, I want to do that. And I guess when I said, I'm going to do that, it, it really blew up from there. And I, it, that's when I really got competitive. And so, I've known Chase since before, <clears throat> since before he really got into the competitive fishing stuff. But I can say in the eight years or so that I've known him, he's always been a like very uh, competitive like person at, at everything. Didn't matter what me, me and Chase met at a, a I mean, technical yeah. college, mm-hmm. and um, just from the little projects that we'd have to do in class and stuff, Chase has always been competitive. So it didn't surprise me that you guys became friends. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, me and Chase fished together a bunch of times before he started competitively fishing you you have to know chase's demeanor a little bit he is not going to be second place Hmm. at anything sure at anything and that's me and chase have fished bow fishing tournaments together we've done brim fishing tournament together did you just say brim that's what they call it you refused to say i don't i don't like but brim bash is the (laughs) tournament that we fished so a bluegill tournament yeah but uh chase refuses to be number two and it's that type of work ethic Mm -hmm. that makes chase successful absolutely i saw it through the bow fishing stuff i knew it was going to happen through this crappie fishing stuff it's why i believed in him and why i pitched him to you patrick here at icy tech right um about getting him you know team icy tech because i knew that there's going to be nobody that is going to outwork him and i mean so far it's worked so far he's out there kicking some butt yeah but some people respect yeah some people call me cocky and i don't think i'm cocky i think i just like to win you know there's a there's a difference in in being very competitive in fishing you're not facing another team you're not facing you're facing yourself and that's what people it's just like golf or anything else the only way you can lose is you beating yourself so if somebody beats me I don't get mad at them. I, I don't. I, I would congratulate them just as much. I, I just like to win, so I'm going to. It's an individual ne- sport. Yeah. So the next day, I'm going to in my mind how I, how I am in my mind. You're not going to beat me the next day. I'm going to get you tomorrow, and that's just how I've always been. And like I said, I don't know where I got that because growing up where I grew up at, we lost everything. I mean, I, I when you say I just, lost everything, 
I played football, baseball, basketball. The teams. Wing, oh, okay. His school like, that yeah. he House went fire, no. No. The school no, he no, no, went no, no. to was and still is not a very competitive school. Okay. <laughs> no, in, that's fair enough. That paints in, a little better picture there. Yeah, as in never won anything. <clears throat> well, okay, so all that being said, you fell in love with it, obviously, or you wouldn't mm-hmm. be doing it. So mm-hmm. what? what is it, other than putting the rod in the water, what is it that you find value in that, that defines who you are? Well, I can get up. I I can go out there. I, I like fishing. It sounds bad, but I like fishing by myself. I, it's peaceful. You know, you can get out there and you can get away from everything. You don't have anybody bothering you. And uh, like I said, you're just fishing. I I don't know. It's hard to explain. It, it really yeah. is. You know, it's just like anything else in the outdoors, yeah. you know. You get yeah. out there by yourself and it's just. Well, usually you'll find something that you really value in life. And like you said, you. You said it sounds bad, but you like fishing alone. Yeah. Is that maybe the way you are able to focus and collect your thoughts? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, anything. And my partner, Braxton, he can tell you that I'm not an easy person to be out there with. Like anybody else, it'd be bad. Because, I mean, did, did you say you fished with Matt? Well, that's different. <laughs> Man, I'm going to beat him every time, no problem. The, the only time Chase ca- takes me fishing is when we're not going fishing, we're going catching. And that's a story we could tell later. With me, you, and Alan when we went out. And, We've went a few times there. But when me, you, and Alan went, and we oh, hammered them. But regardless, Chase doesn't take me to go find fish. I think fish. I've heard part of the story. Alan was in the back of the boat. Alan was in the back of the he boat. He ended up fishing the back of the boat. He was boat. definitely baiting us, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Alan's yeah. the reason that we even found fish that day. For sure. And then we ended up just having... Yeah. I mean, that was on... No, that wasn't your 21st birthday, but it was really close to your 21st yeah, birthday. The day me, before. Me and you ended up going out on your 21st, but it was just us two. Yeah. But uh, no, we had a good time. We caught, I don't know how many, you know, shell crackers and bluegill and yeah. crappie. And I mean, we we just, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't have made a mistake that day. Once we figured out where they were and where they were is not where they should have been. But once we figured out where they were, uh, you we were casting behind our back, mm-hmm. like from in front of you to cast straight back behind you where you have no idea where that float's going to land. And by the time you spun around to see where that float landed, it was gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah. And and on the flip side, so I've been guiding uh, crappie fishing on Realfoot and Kentucky Lake since 2016. And I really enjoy that. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not that I enjoy fishing alone. When you go guiding, I love watching people catch fish, and with the live scope and everything, it's made it even more fun. But I love teaching people how to do it. I, I love love bringing people out of the lake, showing them the lake. I, I like pe- showing just when we get done fishing. Hey, let's go around around the lake. I'll show you around the lake, and it's the same way. It's just bringing people, other people into it too. So, if somebody was to ask you if you were to peel that one layer of the onion back, mm-hmm. and you had to give an answer, I told you this is the hot seat. Mm-hmm. It's not the cold right. seat. Why you enjoy to get up every morning and do that? What what is it that just drives Chase to just fall in love with that? What drives me is just tournaments. Honestly, <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, it, and you can go back. You can ask my wife years ago if it was raining in the morning. You like, there's no way you're going out. Well, one of these days I'm going to have a tournament in the rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to get up today because one of these days I'm going to have a tournament in the rain. And that's how I've always been. It. It, it's really no secret. It's just a way I've, I'm just competitive. I'm just competitive. I want yeah. to beat you. Hey, honesty, <laughs> honesty trumps all. So that's what 
you know, we want to know. Now, no fisherman wants to give out his favorite spot. I get that. Mm-hmm. So around the area, let's let's make it fair. What is your least favorite place to fish around here? Right here? Yeah, that'd be safer. Unless you want me to tell everybody where your fishing hole is. I don't care. They already know anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Already, let's let's do guest choice. You you can talk about either your favorite or your least favorite. I don't really have a least favorite. Well, really good. Don't. But I my favorite is still going back home, going back to Real Foot Lake. Mm-hmm. I, I call that my home. It's not really where I you know I, it's it's where I grew up, but I still live forty minutes away from there. But that's that's pretty much my home. I still love going there and what about seeing, it? the scenery, mm-hmm. the cypress trees, everything about Real Foot Lake. Is everything an outdoorsman could want? You have everything there: bird, ant, fish, duck hunting, everything about it. And it's where one of the largest eagle migrations eagles. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, it really does. I it, and it doesn't look like anything that is supposed to be there. It looks like a small part of the Louisiana marsh was picked up and was just set up mm-hmm. in Northwest Tennessee. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's just it is such an anomaly. And it really is a sportsman's paradise from, from, from the duck hunting to the bow fishing to the, I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Um, the first place I've ever seen yo-yos, me and you, Patrick, yeah, have been talking right. about yo-yos. It's the first place I've ever seen yo-yos. Ever, first place I've ever really seen people running trot lines. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it really is a fisherman's paradise and it's just unlike anything else. Um, there is no skiers. There is no pontooners. There is none of that. Yeah. It's only fishermen and hunters. Well, yeah. you couldn't get pontoons and scares up in some of them spots anyways from what i see well and you wouldn't want to because stumps stumps everywhere yeah so definitely okay all right so we always always kind of move into a little different angle with this but i'm going to kind of ask you the same way as everybody else in all fairness so i don't beat you up too bad but with your competitive nature that does change the dynamic a bit however if you were to go back to your 16 year old self what advice would you give yourself? Don't beat yourself up. Don't. That's the main thing. Is let be have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have trouble with that sometimes when I get caught in the moment and just try to have fun. Try to enjoy the moment more. You know, it it, it goes fast. You know, it it seems like it wasn't that long ago where I was in a little watershed and in a little twelve foot boat trolling the creeks. You know, it it just it wasn't long long ago, and that's that's kind of why I'd say I need. To, slow down and enjoy the moment more sure now if somebody was looking to get out and fish and and Mm. granted there is a shortage of equipment right now we all get that Mm. but if somebody wanted to grab a pole and head outdoors and and they didn't know like your situation you don't remember anybody that grabbed your hand and took you out fishing Mm. let's just say they don't have that somebody sitting at home they're just tired of the run around they want to get out they're listening to the show they want to get out there and they want to cast that line what advice can you give them to to find their way or get some advice Find you old Zepco, fill up the crickets, and go to a pond, and you all your problems will be solved. I mean, that's that's the truth. I mean, so the Zepco, the crickets, and just hit the water. Just go to the water. Just get out there. Even even going out in the woods. Go out in the woods all by yourself. When I was a kid, I used to love that. Just go out in the woods. Go walk. Of course, I don't know if you can do that anymore or not. You know, but used to yeah. back in the day, we we'd walk and just go out and just listen just right. take it all in you know and you forget about every all your problems you're you're totally forget it i think you know for me being in some you know we're obviously in stores around the country and we've all visited the outdoor sto- stores you've been to the biggest ones you've been to the smaller mm-hmm. ones and i see it every time whether 
you go to Walmart or Cabela's or any of the bigger stores that have a decent size outdoor section, and and a young kid who maybe just started driving, boy or girl, they're walking down that fishing aisle, and they just see rows of poles, rows of lures, rows of hooks, and they they they're done. They're done right there because they're so overwhelmed right. by such a wide selection. And there's nothing on the tag that says, hey, this is the catfish section. This is the perch section. This is the crappie section. They don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, I see it all the time. And, and I encourage people, when you go to the store, if you know anything about fishing, you don't have to give every little secret and hot spot away. But if somebody looks genuinely confused, they're buying 80-pound test line for a Zebco, stop them. I mean, really help them because if they buy the wrong stuff and they go out there in the field, they're going to be so frustrated. It's not going to work, and they're done. You didn't help them. And and I can't think what I would have done because I did have family that took me. My grandparents got me into fishing. But in your situation, you know, yes, there's YouTube. But, you know, like anything, you can search for what you know. You have to know at least the words to put in there, how to X, Y, and Z. But these kids nowadays, they just... They don't have they don't have as many parents yeah. in the outdoors as there was thirty years ago. Yeah, and I was still lucky enough to when when you put up see that, I mean, I was still lucky enough. My dad took me brim fishing. He took me, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And it it would be really hard to grow up with nobody. Yeah. You know, and But unfortunately there's a lot of them yeah. right now. I mean oh, there's yeah. a lot of Yeah. And, and it's not it's not a jab at anything. It's it's a picture of the situation. There's a lot of single mothers who are working one, two, three jobs, right. raising two, three kids, and they've never been fishing. And their boys want to go fishing. Yeah. And they don't know what to do. Like they're, they're, that's the barrier. That's the barrier right there. And for so many, it's not even an opportunity that that even pops into their brain. Nope. It's, it's not. It's a, it's never a seen so, it. let's go buy that kid another video game so he's quiet for another three days. Yeah. It's not a, I could invest a third of that money into a fishing pole and send him down the road to Johnny Ray's pond mm-hmm. and, and let him go, you know, cast a float. Um, no, it, 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 it's an issue today. It is. So for somebody sitting at home, Chase, going back and now, now that we kind of get more on the topic in depth, what advice would you give that kid who's listening and, and wants to put the pole in the water? Should they go on the internet? Should they reach out to someone? What, what would be your advice? Well, you can certainly go on the internet. You know that's that's no problem these days. Um, reach out to somebody with with social media right now. All you gotta do is type in fishing, and there is somebody out there that is. It's it's a there is no stopping point to how much reach mm-hmm. you can get if you're wanting to get outdoors, especially with all the stuff we had now. Back back then, I didn't have so I'm I'm pretty young, but I didn't have social media then. Sure, and but I just lived in an area with a lot of outdoor activities right at your fingertips. Right. So do you have any in, uh, websites or social media where somebody could find you and ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. I have Facebook. I have a personal Facebook page. Everybody, you can message me on there. I have an Instagram. Um, Cause crappie is, I won't say completely national, but it's fairly national. Yeah. And if somebody wanted to go out and crappie fish or pan fish in general, mm-hmm. where could people reach you at? Uh, you can, you can find me on chase petty. Uh, on Facebook, I have a personal page. I don't have a fishing page yet, and you can also reach me on Instagram and, and message me. P e t t y. Yeah, just like, like Richard Petty yep. and anything else. Yep. You like that, don't you? Yeah, it's, <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> it's easy to tell people what it is. Well, well his dad is sort of in the, uh, well, or was I don't know if he still is, but was sort of in the building of race motor. Oh, I still. 
So, yeah. you know, the petty name and then this and then Chase's dad is building motors. I'm sure that he got more of the Richard Petty yeah. questions, but we'll make sure that at, when we have this ready for podcast that in the show notes that we have something in there Certainly. on how we'll to find how to find Chase. And maybe we can get on Chase cuz we we're, we're going to be working with Chase. Mm-hmm. Maybe get on Chase to kind of put a little website together and where kids can reach out, and get some information. Yeah. Just absolutely. pre-record videos because I think right now guys like you have a great opportunity to leave a legacy behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, each generation, we're getting less and less fishermen. COVID's changed that a lot. COVID's pushed a lot more people outdoors. But as Matt and I have seen, it's pushed a lot of people outdoors have no idea what they're doing and sometimes can be a danger to themselves or others because they don't know what they're doing. So, um, especially in the hunting space, that this is going to be a very interesting year for hunting, I think. Um, and I hope and pray for everybody's safety. But I think you know you have a great opportunity to help the next generation, mm-hmm. um, and we'll do whatever we can to help with that as well. But you're not off the hook yet, buddy. So you are a member of Team IC Tech, mm-hmm. and you used the IC Tech cooler this year. Mm-hmm. But something really miraculous happened in your tournament where you took first place that nobody else really was able to do. And what was that? Keep them alive. And why is that so important? Well, if you if you well, if you if you, they show up dead, they're not going to let you win. But expl- I mean, explain yeah. why crappie are harder to keep alive. Explain that. Like, why are you using a cooler when I look at all these bass fishing tournaments and I don't see their fish in a cooler? Yeah. So crappie, they can't have running water. They don't like running mm-hmm. water. Uh, bass, you can you can put oxygen and, and run an aerator. You can uh, your pumper systems through a, a bass sure. boat. Through the line and, and I'm not saying bass are easier to keep alive, but they are. Sure. You know, it's just not nothing like crappie. Crappie have to have they're very finicky. It doesn't take much. You can touch a crappie and kill it mm-hmm. and not even know. You can touch a slime. He can lose too much slime and kill it. And what the cooler allowed to do, number one, was people don't realize was the weight. You know, there's plenty of cooler brands out there, and, mm-hmm. and, and Icy Tech really destroys them in the weight. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Meaning lighter than everybody else. It's very light. And, and I, I don't know the details of what y'all's coolers are made of you know i i don't know that high density polyethylene yeah, yeah. That, that's what i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. closed cell high density grade a that's exactly what i was thinking but uh it helped me all i, all I did i didn't run any oxygen i just run uh really a simple oh, i thought you were no oh okay no. he does he does in his bait box okay. which is also an no, well i i run the the Bubblers, Mr. Oh, Bubblers. Right. It's yeah. a Mr. Bubbler system. Okay. I mean, it just pumps out bu- bubbles. But and you were talking about doing an O2 system. I was, but I ended up didn't. You didn't even so, have to do that. Nope, I didn't wow. have to do it. Because all I did, it, you keep the water cool. Luckily, all of our tournaments, because of COVID this year, was in the was in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I was really going to be able to, everybody was going to be in the same boat. And uh, No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> everybody in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. But anyway... Um, Everybody was coming in with dead fish. You heard it everywhere, all in the weigh-in lines, and and I did have one dead fish on the on the first day. But it was probably it dead was before it, it was dead. But when I caught it, mm-hmm. I don't know why. It was just June post spawn. I caught it. I laid it in my hand right when I caught it. I, I told Braxton, I said, "This fish is gonna die. It's not gonna make it." And we did lose that fish, but I caught another one like two hours later, and it mm-hmm. replaced it. But yeah, so. When I got the weigh-in, our fish were, I mean, they in the water, keeping the water cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to put ice on these fish. you got to keep the water temp. 
when they're down 14, 15 foot, and it's just like bass fishing too, that, that water is a lot cooler down there. Right. That's what clients, people, yeah. yeah. And that's what people don't understand is at the bottom, it's probably 10 to 15 degrees, degrees cooler at the bottom. That's where these fish are. So keeping your, keeping your cooler cool. I didn't have to put much ice in it. Mm-hmm. It, it kept that water. And I think by not putting a lot of ice in there, there wasn't as much, uh, chlorine to get out of the ice sure you know so we still treat our water but i didn't have to treat as much with a ton of ice with a ton of ice i didn't have to treat that much the water kept cool so that's crazy to think about you know the chlorine content in your ice affects the crappie i mean that's just that's finicky at one point you were saying something about matt i believe that the blue of the inside of this cooler is making a difference it looks it looks clean i mean the water (laughs) used to before i had a problem we, I mean, when I got a hold of Matt last year and I, I needed this problem solved, I had a lot of dead fish last year. I needed mm-hmm. to do something about it. I saw a problem. I needed it solved. And uh, when we got the, I was noticing these guys when I get into the weigh-in, their water was clean, as in the, the slime wasn't falling off their fish. Hmm. And I don't know. We couldn't understand why. And I started researching and researching, and it was the cooler. I needed a cooler that protected them. Sure. You know, a crappie, if, and bass are the same way, they have a protective slime on it. You can rub that slime off your finger and can kill them. Sure. That's what protects them. Well, so. the only thing I can guess, because Matt did tell me about this, and you had said when you use the Icy Tech, the fish didn't lose their slime. Mm-hmm. Like it stayed on them mm-hmm. and the water stayed clean. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think about with this, and I actually hadn't even told Matt about it yet, was with the Icy Tech being a two skin, the inside skin of that cooler. Um, is doesn't have extra dyes or coloring to it. The other thing that we do is we flame finish the compounds. That's what gives it that shiny finish, but it really kind of seals in that color. Well, without having the dye on the inside, there there is no chemical dye in that compound. Even though you're not going to see it in your water, mm-hmm. but there's there's no leach into that water where you do have that with coolers out of China and other factories. Mm-hmm. So, because it's not the same color on the outside as the inside, you're not having that extra compound. That's, mm-hmm. that's in that surface. Right. Even though it's closed cell, you can still find, and I'm not going to say their names, obviously, but there's brands out there where you could take an alcohol wipe and wipe the inside of the cooler, and it's going to turn that color. Yeah. So mm-hmm. th- that could have been one of the reasons yeah. why. There, there is definitely something. I, I We haven't done a whole lot of scientific research, no. but like Chase said, with how clean it looks, when I showed up to a tournament you had, I don't know, a month ago, something like that when I saw you up at the weigh-ins. He opened that cooler and it almost glows. Mm. That water in there is just dancing. That Caribbean water. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, that Caribbean blue water. It know? is. And it's cool. It kept A lot of it has to do with that ice. Mm-hmm. Not putting much ice in it. Not having to open the cooler to put ice in there. You know, you're letting air, you're letting hot air in. Mm. Which, you know, now, are you using like a Bluetooth thermometer or anything? Just a little, No. Pretty no. much no. Okay. You know, as long as I can keep it about 10 degrees cooler, I'm not using anything scientific. You know, you, most people, they just use a little pool ther- thermometer. And that's okay. That's I didn't know. Maybe, like, go get one of those, like, little Bluetooth uh, grill thermometers and stick it in the inside, and you can just check it on your... I guess you could. <laughs> Let it beep when it gets to a certain temperature. Yeah, so you, yeah you could do that. You could set yeah. it on, like, one of those grill That's probes. the one I have for my HBO smoker. It, it, yeah. You can set for a high set or a low temp. Yeah. 55, and when it reaches that temp, it beeps. Yeah, have it like on my wrist or something. Because then, if you don't have to keep opening the lid, it's going to stay more constant. Oh so. me, I like that. Why'd you have to say that on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is, you know, you'll be the first to jump into it. Hopefully, so. Yeah. 
But you don't have that problem, so you don't have a problem to fix. All that was going to do is save you a couple seconds. So Chase has got a big tournament coming up. He sort of mentioned it a little bit, but it's a big one. What you got? Invitational. Uh, yes, invitational probably only. is hundred hundred teams uh, are invited. Two hundred grand on the line, and this will be where? Be end of October, Halloween week. Where at? On Table Rock, Table Rock, Missouri, Branson, Missouri. Excellent. So you're gonna do it? I'm gonna do it. I canceled a lot of plans to do it. I had you know they're on the Quachita River right now in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It's the national championship. I canceled those plans just uh, when I got the invite, and I'm kind of saving everything I got for this one. So now, are you you're the season's coming up to an end here soon? Mm-hmm. Okay, but next season, mm-hmm. are you going to be still looking for sponsors? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. If you want to be a sponsor, Chase Petty for the 2021 season, find them on social media, or contact us at Back to Lodge. We'll get you in touch with Chase. Look, it, he's out there doing it. <laughs> you hear him. He. Why do you go outdoors? Oh, I like the competition. <laughs> you want a winner? This is it. Nobody so is going to outwork him. <laughs> It's just not going to happen. I mean, you told me that before I met him. There's just uh, somebody may be better that day, but nobody's going to work harder up to that day. And that's what these fishing sports, whether it's bow fishing or whether it's crappie fishing or bass fishing, it's the preparation you put in before yep. the tournament. And I'm telling you, there's nobody else. Heck, even these guys that are retired and don't have a nine to five job still aren't putting the hours in that Chase is putting in. Certainly. That's why Chase is going to be successful because well, he has that mindset. Do you remember what I said to you after I met Chase? I, can I say it on the air? <laughs> what, the, what did y'all say? Well, <laughs> you know, Matt had told me all this and he talked you up. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he works harder than anybody, blah, blah, blah. I've known him for years. And he's just, you know, he's your 30 second pitch man, but 20 minutes later. You came in and met me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, great guy. We'll, we'll be a sponsor. <laughs> I looked at Matt, and I'm like, he's so professional. He's so quiet, and he's so reserved. <laughs> he can't be your friend. You're lying to me. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's not Chase. You just don't know him yet. You didn't meet the real Chase. You met the real professional Chase, but which is a side that I've never had to see before. Well, I'm like, there's no way in heck that Matt would be spending that much time with him if he was that uptight no. about everything. But no. It, it, which is the plus side because it goes to show that you're seasoned and you can put on that professional hat, get out there and have a good time and cut up on the lake oh, yeah. and enjoy yourself. So my hat's off to you, obviously. That's one of the reasons why we want to get your product on your boats. We're always there for you, brother. And we 100% appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you guys. So are you going to stick around and co-host this with us? I will. We'll be picking on yeah. Nick in the last hour. So hey, I'll pick on oh. Matt. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, you know what? Nick, what? you get a break. Thank God. It's Matt's turn. That's I mean, right. Yeah. It's all right. If we, but the thing that we was talking during the break, there's a lot of stories we can't tell. <laughs> no, I We have a lot of them. We have a lot of them. Lot yeah. of them. But, you know, we will we will definitely cut into Matt. And um, other than talking on the radio, Matt's really good at peeing off the side of the boat. We'll get into that more <laughs> when we come back from this break. You're listening to 100.9 The Farm. <laughs> Get Woo! Look at there. This moment was brought to you by Higdon Outdoors, a leader in the waterfowl industry for over 25 years. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family-owned company, and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. 
We make high-quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford, helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation. Quality. Customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real. Get Higdon. Usually right about now, we'd be playing some music, but due to restrictions and copyrights, we can't allow music to play. So if you'd like to hear music in between breaks, tune in every Wednesday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. Central and hear us live at backtothelodge.com. Click the Listen Now button and you'll be back to the lodge. This country was born to believe in something larger than itself, a belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything. From defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon, we built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born that has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on, love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America Bourbon, vet owned and made proudly in the USA, available nationwide at most leading retailers and at americabourbon.com. 100.9 100.9 The Farm, we are back to the Lodge in-house tonight, co-hosting with us, Chase Petty. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's called impromptu. I was, well, I was adjusting my mic. I wasn't ready. But we, we did make a pack, but before we get into the pact of picking on Matt for a little bit, um, we went in and talked about We are on podcast now, and that launched uh, a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, one of the fastest growing podcasts on several platforms. Went international um, with... It was like a thousand downloads a day so we're at and continuing to grow. We also just got picked up by Amazon Podcasts. A huge thank you to them for that. Yep. We don't know what we did, but uh. somehow we made that cut. Which, from the words or from what we're hearing, that was a to make that first cut was pretty cool. A big deal. <laughs> yeah, Not exactly sure how we did that. Don't, but. don't know, but we look forward to doing it. And uh, but also too, leave a review if you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, yeah. uh, or Amazon. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think. You know. We, we want some feedback because that's pretty cool and, you know, makes Matt feel a little taller. Well, so. and if you're listening, hopefully it's because you like it. <laughs> so if you can leave a review, it helps boost us and it helps bring other people in. So you can, you can, if you pull up uh, the live, so we're live on Facebook also. So we're saying hi to everybody over in Facebook land. Uh, Matt's going to pull it up on his phone. It's on my page. Um, you can check us out on backtolodge.com and also back to lodge on the Facebook page. But Matt's going to have it on his phone so we can see the comments because we have to put the camera behind us in order for this to work. So we're going to make it work, and Matt can see everybody joking. But now we're going to spend a little bit of time. What time are we at here? we got to take a break in a little bit. What time, Nick? What time we got to take a break at? Uh, let me pull this up. And if you don't know Nick, Nick is the uh. <laughs> yeah, uh. Let's see. we got to take a break at 7.52. 7.52. So we've got... You know what? We're going to hold it for the third hour. Yeah, Chase is like, we need more time for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to be eventually going to video. Uh, you'll be able to see the show live on your screen, whether you're using a mobile device or your computer, uh, and be able to check us out, not only from here in studio, but we also have another new studio That's right. that's being built right now. And... Then we'll be also on the road and live streaming from on location next month, October 17th. Mm-hmm. We'll be down in Texas covering Easton Corbin and the Boots for Troops uh, concert down there. 
We look forward to that. That should be fun. We still don't know which version of Nick is going to be there. Oh. It could be Nick on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be Nick. I think we've Nick got our, on a stick. We've, well, that's what we called you all weekend. I, I guess I didn't realize you haven't heard that yet. I have yeah. not. Nick on a stick. Yeah, there was some other ones. There was some 80s, other ones, too. You got the 80s glamour shot with the the boa oh constrictor around the gosh. neck. It was like a ball python. Dude, it was super sexy. <laughs> Nobody loved it except for laughing. It was a great time, and we're so glad you were there. Uh, yeah, we're I'm, hoping to bring the real one with us this time. But if <laughs> if you can't, well, we're bringing Nick on a stick. Mm. You will be there. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe we can even get Easton to to hold up a picture of you. And oh no, yeah, <laughs> no. Maybe take you on stage. Where, I don't know. Where is Nick on a stick right now? Uh, at the shop. I saw him okay. at, the, at the well at the the old shop. We, we probably should have brought that tonight. Yeah, we could have. We should have. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't. We probably shouldn't have it within 10 feet of Nick. No, he's going to rip it up. He's not allowed to. He will be fired. Yeah, so see, you can't touch Nick. Wow. Nick, so, you can't touch Nick. I kind of don't want to. <laughs> After some of the things that I saw he this weekend, you don't, you don't want to. Oh, <laughs> uh, Let's just say Marriott Group knows who you are now. Yes, let's they do. There yep. will be a video. There will be a video. I'm just going to warn you now. There's going to be a video. I really hope that they don't have to see me in person. Well, if you would have, if you know what, what was episode three? If you would have just had enough votes, Nick, we would have just taken a glamour shots photo and this would have been over. Oh, no, it would not have. Okay. <laughs> He's right. It, it would have resulted in the same. <laughs> <laughs> He's exactly right. This is true. This is true. Maybe even 10 times worse. No, not worse. Oh, I don't know because because if it was an actual like real deal glamour shot, you probably would have printed out like a a okay. body size. Do you, do you know? No, how, we printed like, out as big as as big as Walmart would let us print. Yeah, out. that's the biggest that was available. <laughs> that's the biggest we could have. But like you know how we you know how we wrap the trailer. Okay. Okay. You saw that. Yeah. Okay. We have Matt on the back of the trailer, and and that was the best idea I could come up with to get attention. Was we'll take a picture. It looks like the back of the trailer is open. Mm-hmm. And there's Matt holding up a tumbler, waving to cars. And I took it perfectly. It took a few takes, but we got it perfectly square with the back of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll share it on Facebook so everybody can see it because it's done now. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Well, the guy that did it, Jeff, who does an amazing job, goes, I give it a week before someone takes a Sharpie to Matt. If you take a Sharpie to my trailer, <laughs> you're going to have to deal with, well, Matt. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in any case, there's still more we could do to you, Nick. Oh yeah, we can you definitely get not. some more raps done. <laughs> you, <Yeah>. No, <laughs> so no. y'all, so y'all really put you on the back of the trailer. Yep, yeah, I'm on the it, back it, of the trailer. When you're driving down the road, it looks like Matt's falling out of the back of the trailer, waving. Was that his idea? No, nah, it was Patrick's. It was my idea. It was Patrick's idea. What were you thinking? Uh, well, number one, it, people you, will slow down because do they don't want to get close to Matt. Do you want to sell a cooter though? <laughs> <laughs> well, they won't let me within 500 feet of a school now. But <laughs> <laughs> he's got it. Yeah, there. There. Here, go show go show Facebook Live. Matt, that, you're closest to the camera. That's the back of the trailer. That, oh, it's not open. <laughs> I thought it was open. <laughs> no, the trailer's this closed. That's not, yeah. Okay, it's pretty closed. good. I, I thought it was creative. Okay, that's that, I thought it was that's pretty good. That's, honestly, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was pretty creative, and you know, it, it's going to get attention. Now I kind of see where your but ideas are my going. My truck with this. is not wrapped yet, and I could see somebody holding on to my tailgate for dear life. And Jeff will knock that one out of the park, too. <laughs> mm. This could mm. get good. All right. When we come back in the third hour, 
It's beat up on Matt time. You're listening to Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. Hey, let's just be honest. No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. But if you play your cards right, you can fool them. Now, for all the work you put into getting this close, make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak, made for moments like this. IC Tech now has tumblers and apparel. Check out ictech.com or visit the hardware house in Huntingdon, Bennett's Hardware of McKenzie, or Rev Power Sports in Jackson to find all your IC Tech coolers and accessories. IC Tech, the classic roto molded cooler that started an entire industry. 100% veteran owned and operated. IC Tech USA. 100.9 The Farm. We are back to the lodge. We have in-house again, as we mentioned, co-hosting tonight. What an honor. What's Mr. Chase Petty. Yeah. It's like being introduced as Richard Petty. How's that feel? I've been hearing it my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that? Uh, I like, uh, You've been introduced what, like Richard Petty your whole well, life? not that. Uh, what's the other? The Tom Petty. You're, forgetting, Tom Petty. you're just forgetting yeah. Tom Petty. R.I.P. Like, what the? Fair enough. All right, so Chase, you've known Matt for eight years. I have not. So before I start digging into Matt, I'm sure you've got a good story. I just want Chase to understand that before he starts, for every story he has on me, I have one for him. Well, I'm going to remind both of you that we are live on the air. <laughs> so, <laughs> What should I freaking... I don't really have no giant store in no room. I mean, we've, we went to school. Uh, when I say school... This t- machine. A lot of people don't know. We, we got machinist degrees. Yeah, can you believe that? Yeah, and look out now. Mm, yeah, <laughs> we're going places. Um, I don't really have that many. I said we've been we've been duck hunting before. Actually, the first time what? I went duck hunting here in Tennessee was with Chase and his dad and yeah. Eddie. The best thing we went one time during a huge ice storm with huge twenty uh, footers. I actually think that was my very first time on real foot. And I remember it was just me, you, and your dad in the boat. Mm-hmm. Your dad was driving the boat. Mm-hmm. And I and it's early, early, early in the morning, so it's pitch black. And watching the waves, if, if people that don't understand real or don't know real foot, real foot was a forest that an earthquake happened in 118. 11 and 18, 8, 12. 18, 11, 18, 12, which caused Mississippi to flow backwards and backfilled this low area that is now Real Foot Lake. Mm-hmm. And over years and years and years and years, the ice that shifted has sawed down the trees mm-hmm. to right below the water surface. You can't see all the stumps that are in there, but just imagine a forest that is shaved off right at the water surface. Yep. And really the only way you should be on that water is if you know that water. And we were, we, we put in at Eddie's, we were going left, and as these waves were cresting and falling, in between the waves, you could actually see two foot, three foot of that stump. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the craziest experiences of my life, was riding out to this open water duck blind mm-hmm. with you and your dad. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. roof foot actually gets, I think, rough more rough than the Tennessee River just because of how shallow it is. Mm. I, I'm assuming. I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but it, it does get pretty dang rough. So we got through that day. Um, I don't think we really <clears throat> did no good because it was so rough. It was it was 
white cabin out there. I so I'm my dad's always been a big outdoorsman, and one of the few mounts that my dad has in the house—not few—he has actually quite a few mounts, but one of them is this beautiful buffle head that's sitting on a little piece of driftwood. It's not flying; it's sitting and it's mohawks up. <laughs> And we shot a buffalo head that day. And I know that people in Tennessee, or specifically at Real Fit area, they don't really care so much about buffalo heads. But that was really cool for me, was to see that buffalo head. Are you okay? Jim just checked in. Oh, great. <laughs> great. What's up, Jim? <clears throat> no, we didn't, do, you, we didn't do good that day. Do you have any stories of a... But bow fishing, we've, been, we've done that before. We shot tournaments. Yeah, shot tournament. Jim Larkin. That's when Kentucky Lake had grass. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, back in the, way back off in the day. That's when bow fishing was big. Uh, Pat, Patrick's talking to Facebook Live right now. He's really interrupting. It's coming through the mics. Yeah, for sure. Did you hear what I said? No. Oh, then even better. No. Something about Jim. I just encouraged everybody on the Facebook Live to go ahead and put their best short joke in there. Oh, but go ahead. Oh. Jim's good at this kind of stuff. We really don't have any stories that need to be on on live <laughs> <laughs> because everything that I'm thinking of is like oh, I can't say that. Can't say that. Uh, well, there was that one. Oh, we can't do. We can't say that because we're doing this. Yeah. So, huh? oh well. <laughs> we, me, For another time. Me and Chase have had a lot of fun, yeah. and not so much fun because there was a time where me and Chase weren't duck I, I am not the world's biggest duck hunter i enjoy going out there because i enjoy being outside i enjoy being with the guys that kind of stuff now chase just like crappie fishing is as competitive with duck hunting mm-hmm. and there was a time where i was set up we're not gonna say where it was mm-hmm. i was set up 400 yards maybe well, 300 yeah. yards from him yeah. with a couple other friends and chase didn't like the way that we were killing ducks because they wasn't <laughs> and chase was trying to set a world record that day <laughs> that weekend yeah, we're gonna say that we're not gonna get into that we're not no. gonna get into that but chase was trying to set a world record <laughs> and chase didn't like what we were doing so me and chase got in a well a real good argument over the phone to the uh, point that i threatened to come up over the levee at him yeah. And we, oh me, me and Chase have had highs and lows, never to the point that like we didn't yeah. talk the next day. No. We always talk the next day, but just like with anybody, I'm super competitive. Chase is super competitive. You put two people like that against each other, and we've had our, yeah. we've had our. I haven't had to hit him yet, though. He's probably <laughs> wanted to. What did Jim say? Oh my god! <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> if, if anybody is curious, well, you'd have to be friends with Patrick on Facebook to see it right now. Well, well, then share. I did. Can you oh. share it to back to the lodge? I'll try. All right, because I can't you, figure it out. You, you, hey, you talk. Anybody that's watching the Facebook lives knows how to how we can share this to back to the lodge from an outside page. <laughs> Message us, please, because apparently we all missed that. I day got in it. School. Got oh, it. you figured it out. There got we go. It. Shared to the page now. Adding to your page's story. I don't know why it wouldn't let us do that on the way to Texas. We tried to we do tried that. We tried it. I don't know. Well, the only difference is we tried to share it off of your phone that was currently live. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you're, you're doing it from like your, your phone is currently live right now, and then I was able to do it on my phone. So well, maybe that's the difference. Technical difficulty, crisis adverted, all is good. So come on, Chase. There's nothing. Can't you censor it or something? I should have thought about it, but I was on break. 
<laughs> me and Chase have a lot of really good stories too. Chase is the reason that I got involved in special op in special ops excursions. Um, Chase called me one day and said, "Hey, there's this trap shoot going on. I really think that you should be meeting Scott Graves." Which viewers will learn Scott in a, in, in, in a short period of time. We're going to have a Scott on here, but it's a nonprofit that I do a lot of work with. Um, and Chase is who opened the door for me to meet Scott, um, which has led to a whole lot of other shenanigans. And I don't know. Me and Chase don't have a whole lot of stories that necessarily can't be told. Um, they're just all about running around the woods doing stuff. When mm-hmm. you know, whether it was dove hunting, we've uh, we've dove hunted half a dozen times together. We've now the people we've done it with. <laughs> As in quote unquote Alan, Alan. or anything like that. That's that's big stories. We went uh we went bluegill fishing one time years ago. I don't even know if you remember this. I don't even it's probably two thousand thirteen. Could have been something like that. Mm-hmm. And we caught all those fish in the water a watershed one time. We caught yeah. more than we should have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we caught good fish that time. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever went spider spider rigging was with you. I almost said spidey rigging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we've been you know yeah. chase introduced me to spider rigging he introduced me to this live scope every time my dad comes down he takes my dad crappie fishing um which is a highlight of my dad's year every year because we i mean crappie fish all the time in wisconsin but a good wisconsin crappie is three quarters of a pound you know 16 inch fish and you know chase has helped my dad put a two pounder in the boat mm-hmm. and just to see a fish that my dad knows and that I knew my entire life. My entire life I have caught crappie. Mm. But then to see your first two two plus pounder is almost mind blowing because you didn't know that that fish could do that. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously they even get bigger than that. You go, yeah. You go yeah, this and, yeah. Now you go to Mississippi. This is nothing compared to right. what's down even farther south. Texas, where y'all is at. Mm-hmm. You know, those places. So. We've done a lot of stuff. We we've ran around, did did a bunch of things. We've duck hunted. I don't know how many times, how many different blinds, how many, how many times uh, we had a crockett hunt one time. Uh, me, you, and and Reed, and shout out to Reed if he's listening, Braxton, and that's when Reed claims that he killed like five out of one group. When obviously he probably didn't. He's <laughs> yeah. Probably going to jump on live. <laughs> and and that's and that was a fun hunt. That was. And you actually dropped that, and we all took y'all out. We yeah. we had an opening day hunt. We we actually took you on know, an opening day hunt one yep. time. Me, Reed, and and Alan. We got so cold one day down at a uh, hundred acre that we uh, the backfield that we started a fire. Remember that? That's been well. I've growing up. You ought to say the group I've hunted with. My goodness, you want to hear some stories? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't nothing. I've I've seen a boat motor fall off a boat. Down there, now that was that's, that's, a, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> back, back now, speaking of that, that yeah, so and that was boat, Braxton. A blo- uh, yeah, so we had a boat motor fall off the boat, uh, and we actually drove all the way to Louisiana that yep. morning. That fix. I, I forgot you was there for that. Yeah, good gosh. Yeah, there's one. Were you still working at the valve? Then? I don't know. I think I was. I know Naylor and Derek picked it up by themselves. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah, well, Naylor, I mean, he could have picked the whole boat, mm. trailer, truck. It's a big boy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we was doing stuff that we shouldn't have been doing that morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't I didn't even realize you'd been to all those adventures. Yep. Fished a brim bash with you mm-hmm. the year after you took second. What, what did you take that year before? 
I ain't never really dig that good in, in Brimbash. Fifth, fifth in one year. Which is very hard to do. People don't realize that, oh, fifth place, man, you suck. That's pretty good considering you're facing the people that you're facing down there. But were you there? Man. You were there the night that we found the Grenell hole. Oh my god. That was a story. That's that is a really We good found story. depending on where you are in the United States, here they call them Grenell. They're also dogfish or bowfin or uh, fill in the blank for whatever your yeah. part of the country calls it. And we were bow fishing one night. I want to say we shot the river first, and then we found it, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And we, At like 2 o'clock in the we morning. We found this, not necessarily random hole. It was, it's a duck hole. Yeah. But, boy, were them Grenell stacked in there. It, Thick. It plum stupid. Hundreds of them. As soon as you oh, shot no. one, it backfilled with two yeah, more. That's when I was screaming at Alan all yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a fun night. Yeah. Hmm. We just got an idea over here. We're working. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you're quiet <laughs> over there. So we just look, how how smart would it have been? Is there another port over yeah, there? Yeah, to put a three point five in here and run it to the phone. <laughs> that yeah. been really smart. Yep. So did y'all do that? No. Well, we got to find a three point five. No, we and, and then we need we is. need the adapter to go on it because this is quarter. Yeah, that would have been a great idea. I may have to hunt for that. That uh, that adapter that we have that fits into my lightning port on my phone, mm-hmm. that then we plug our lav mics up to, can we right. plug the shotgun up to that also, instead of a lav? That's a three point five. Well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about for that. All we got to do is run this output oh, right here you. to that phone, and they can hear everything that we can yeah, hear. Yeah, that's true. Then they can. Mm-hmm. Then it's not, you know, distant audio. Well, that's a darn good idea. I came up with about two hours too late today. Well, that's all right. Hey, we're growing one one day at a time. We're, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing. It's just not up. It's out. <laughs> you are very a lot bigger than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were in Texas with a bunch of guys this weekend, and outside of Patrick, I was the tallest guy there. Did you? That's not long, saying much. It, that make you feel know good. It. I mean, yeah, it did. <laughs> except for like, Mike. Look, except look for at Steve, all these little, little people. For, <laughs> There's only two people shorter than you. Get on my level. And what was, <laughs> man, how tall was you compared to them? Way tall. I mean, you must have I had like a duck it. going into the living room. Yes. No B. You, I had a duck. Did you they, hit your head on the fan? I uh, didn't hit my out, head. I don't think I did. Out in the on the patio? Oh, out front? Yeah. Yeah, I hit my head on that. Yeah, you hit your head on that. That's why he has but no hair. But the ceiling fan wasn't running. Was I, I mean, but I did hit my head on it. Yes. We was talking on break about getting y'all duck hunting this year. And I, I was starting to, I'm starting to imagine in my head, like, well, I'm talking about that. I don't know how I'm going to get him in there. You just got to put like this <laughs> but, camo chimney on there. Well, we have another guy that hunts. We have another guy that hunts with us, and we was asked him when we we built a new floor this last weekend, and we was talking about just building a, a hole, hole for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sat down, you know, it's not a bad idea though. It's not, but it takes some, you know, that's that's, that's a lot of my Just put a piece of plywood over it when he's not there. I mean, you put a booster seat in for Matt. Talking pretty redneck now. But it worked. Nothing wrong with it. And just, yeah, and build his up. Yeah. I mean, I thought about just going and buying one of those, like, tree costumes from, you know, Halloween store. Put it on you? Stand outside. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my shotgun's camboed, so I just have to wear the tree, right? So. Yeah, but like I said, it'd be two of y'all, because we have another guy that's probably taught. I'd say taller. It'd be my it luck. A dove would fly over and dove. land in the tree. I hope it duck. Is. Duck. No, I'm he's, talking about he's dove. Talking about duck hunting. I'm yes, I'm aware of that. Oh, 
But I'm talking about when a dove lands in a tree, what Matt does with a shotgun. I don't want to be anywhere near him. I thought he was shooting a rabbit. No, he was shooting dove, but he was shooting at me. So if I, man, did you miss that whole segment of the show? You were with us. I know. Yeah. Do you see, any, it, do you see any holes in them? <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe he's going to learn that I was trying. But you did bring out. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. But he did bring out a rabbit. Exactly. So he wasn't shooting. He proved that he wasn't shooting. At you. The rabbit was separate from this incident. He def. Oh, because I was about to say he definitely <laughs> didn't chase it down. No, the rabbit out. was after he took about three shots at us. Hmm. Like, uh-huh. there's good friends and there's great friends. The good friends, you get shot. Great friends get close. You're going to talk about a, a story. We was working one night, and they made fun of me because I couldn't run faster than a possum. <laughs> oh, that is true. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that and then, story. And yeah. So you want to talk about a story? Naylor and, was four times as fast as you that night. Not. Yes, he was. I was no, it was not. It was like two o'clock. We worked. What nights. is the? What do you mean the possum? Like, let's go back to that. We have a break here. So me and Chase we worked. Can't we worked say third what shift. We was doing to the possum. <laughs> we just trying to this was get Matt? rid of it. Me, we, me and Chase used to work third shift at the same factory. Yeah. And at break, you'd step out back and hang out out back. There's a little picnic table back there, but it's dark. Obviously, third mm-hmm. shift. And me. Chase and Naylor were sitting there one night. We heard a little noise. We turn around. There's a possum creeping up on us. It wasn't, what, five yards from us when we finally saw it? It's probably farther. I don't know. And <laughs> Naylor and Chase oh. decided that they were going to chase it down. So I watched Naylor stand up from the far side of the picnic table. Chase is on the near side of the picnic table. And by the time they got anywhere near the possum, Naylor had beat Chase by 15 steps. It's not. It was 15, not. 15 out of I, I let him go ahead and go. He, I mean, I felt bad for him. You know, he's never had that much. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a runner. Ever. I, I will admit that. But I can beat you. So <laughs> yeah. I have a Facebook Live of us racing. Down the we road. can make this happen. Yeah. Well, we might have to. You ain't, you ain't gonna beat me. <laughs> mm. I might. <laughs> yeah, if I fall. Depends on what's in front of me. If I fall, I can. Well, that's true. We're gonna do it in rocks. Or... <laughs> I don't know. I hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> we can. We, we can MC that. Oh, I'm down. There was an old strategy where you just follow him in a car with a can of pepper spray. So you don't have to be fast. You just have to be faster than the guy in the back. I haven't ran more than oh, yeah. 15 feet in 15 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, his odds might be better. And we could be, we, we could be, we could sound like those pro guys, like, looks like Matt's coming up in the rear. Like, that's pretty <laughs> You do that. <laughs> he you, just got it. Yeah. Takes oh, Chase I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh god. Matter of fact, we probably don't need to be running. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, I can hear the commentary now. <laughs> You'll never get his lucky charms, Matt took the lead. Here comes Chase up the backside. I hate each and every one of you. And I'm faster than each and every one of you. No, you're not. Yes. <laughs> I, I surely somebody can beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. Usain Bolt. That's it. What are you saying? What now? <laughs> One of my strides is three of his steps. So That's what I'm... Yeah. Man. I am a runner. Man. So even with the extra weight, I'm fairly confident I can beat Matt in a distance run. Oh, distance? Yeah. There's absolutely no 
doubt yeah, we're not you talking will beat 20 me. yards. No, absolutely no. <laughs> look, I couldn't me and me and my wife, we decided during the quarantine stuff that we were going to start doing some workout stuff around the house. That Walks, was because jogs, you jumped off the boat and saw your stomach. Whatever. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized very quickly that I can't. I can't I can't run distance. It's not honestly a th- a 40 yard dash. I'm going to have to sit down for 20 30 minutes. Oh, I'm I'm not saying I'm not sitting down. So any kind of distance, I hope you beat me. Because <laughs> if you don't, that is a problem. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I thought when he was saying that, that he was going to say, absolutely, I can beat you. And I no, said, not a, I was not starting a to nod my head. I'm like, nah, hold on. I mean, somebody's going to be chasing after me with an AED. That's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Because yeah. they're going to have to shock me back into rhythm when I fall. But um, And, of course, eating crap like this isn't helping. But trying to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to take a break, Matt. Yeah, let's take a break. Matt has to take a potty break. You're listening to Back to Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. Get him. Woo! Look at there. This moment was brought to you by Higdon Outdoors, a leader in the waterfowl industry for over 25 years. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family-owned company, and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. We make high-quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford, helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation. Quality. Customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real. Get Higdon. This country was born to believe in something larger than itself, a belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything. From defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon, we built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born that has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on, love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America Bourbon, vet-owned and made proudly in the USA, available nationwide at most leading retailers and at americabourbon.com. 100.9 The Farm, and we are back to the lodge. We are in our last segment of the video. We got the Facebook Live um, going, kind of. (laughs) Turn the phone. It's been an absolute epic fail <laughs> on the last quarter. We thought we found the right audio plug to make this work, and uh, let's just see. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. So we're just going to pass the phone around. <laughs> That's probably the best way to do this because we're still working out the bugs before uh, before Nick has a big project on his hands. So mm. in any case, um, hi, Chase. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Wish you had the camera on him for that. I know. I, I, I got to work that out here. So we'll just pass around the phone. Everybody can say hi um, as we're doing our last little live here in the studio until we can get the wow. new cameras. <laughs> I'm just, you would know I'm, if I just play with a camera. Matt used to be in passed around. <laughs> What's so, up, Facebook Live? Yeah. Chase, Chase, tell me a little bit about this trip that you were on two weeks ago. Two weeks, something like that. Uh, we took a trip September, yeah, first week of September for dove season. We go up every year. Uh, some of the guys that duck hunt, we all duck hunt together. We've been duck hunting a long time, and we went up to Indiana. I'm not going to tell you the exact 
place because because I don't want anybody up there bothering them. <laughs> so, but no, it's this this farmer and these guys that they they let us come up there and hunt every year, and it's a it's watermelon fields, and that's not something you think here in Tennessee, and it's it's quite a. Well, it's for sure not something that I would, before knowing you and your adventures there, I would have never have just closed my eyes and said, hey, where do I want to go hunt, hunt doves? Watermelon fields. <laughs> yeah, you don't. don't <laughs> do not ask me why. Yeah, I don't put those together. We have talked about it. We don't know. It is unreal. I mean, but it's the farmer that's us up there. It, it's just operation. I mean, they, they pick these watermelons. And they have a big crew, and then they have a big farm. That then they go around the country picking different farms, you know, every throughout the the year, pretty much. And it always falls in September in Indiana. And I don't know if there's doves like that anywhere else in the world. Argentina, maybe. Oh, <laughs> gosh, I mean, you can't. I'm not going to say how many we killed. I mean, it's just I'm just not going to get into that. But big shout out to the farmers up there that that let us go up there and hunt every year because it's it's really fun smp watermelons smp watermelons and they let us go up there and have a blast and i couldn't be more appreciative chase said we're not allowed to go absolutely not (laughs) he just said that (laughs) no it's a it's a it's a private thing and you're not invited how's the melons you can just go out there and pick them if you get hungry you got thousands of watermelons (laughs) and they don't you, you only pick like a quarter I don't even know if it's a quarter of the field. I, honestly, really? they leave that many behind. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, those things are good to me. Yeah. I mean, they're fine to me. They're just not good for the market. Right. They probably so, wouldn't have made it to market. Right. So you're like, oh, this this field's already picked. But there's 50 million watermelons left. What do you mean? <laughs> they're not good. And them guys can pick them out. They can... And that's a job that you do not want. It's picking watermelons <laughs> all day, leaning up, throwing them in a bus. They have these buses that... I don't even like tying my shoes, so <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get wore out watching them. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. <laughs> and I'm, I feel like a bum up there because I'm just shooting doves, and they're working. Man. And that's why I appreciate it very much going up there, and that's why you're not allowed to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ruin his little happy place. <laughs> Although it would make such a great video to see Matt running through the watermelon field oh, and man, busting we, his butt. We had some stories I don't know this why year. I like seeing that with you. But. There's some stories every year. That's a that's a man's <laughs> trip that does not have to be brought back to Tennessee. <laughs> Do you see okay. how he looked at you and said that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a man's trip. And you're not invited. <laughs> Every woman listening to the show right now. No, I, I would love to have everybody. It's so fun. That's one That's one thing that everybody needs to experience one time is shooting a dove watermelon field. Yeah. <laughs> if you ain't done that, you need to check that off. Your so when the list. dove you know, is wounded and lands on the watermelon, you have to take your second shot. You're pulling basically a Gallagher. <laughs> like shooting the watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So if you get frustrated... You just lay down and shoot a watermelon. And it, it takes a lot of frustration out if you just shoot a watermelon. <laughs> we tested that this year too, because I always wanted to shoot one. It really does explode. I'm not oh, going to. I'm not going to tell people how long you were up there so that they can't do the math and they also can't figure out how bad of a shot you are or good of a shot. But how many rounds did you go through? You could just be a really bad shot. Do you know what I mean? I could. Yeah. So how many? I brought 14 boxes with me, and I have none left. Now I oh shot. Ten, I shot 10 boxes in one day. Well, a case in one day. Chase sent Why? me a video while he was up there and says, "Do you know what you do when you run out of shells?" 
you throw a Coke can at him. And a dove was flying by, and he threw a Coke can. I got can. close to it. He got close. <laughs> hey, I got it on video. I got really close to it. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's it, very good time. I don't know why people don't plant watermelons down here. Like, what are we doing? And they say, like, a cantaloupe field is even better. Really? Yeah. I don't know where to find them at. <laughs> Way down south. I, said, I, don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. I, I would have guessed know. that watermelons were well, further who's south. Who's the... Um, Ross Chastain, the watermelon mm-hmm. driver for NASCAR. They yeah. called him, what, the watermelon farmer? Oh, family yeah, he, owns throws the wa- he throws the watermelons down. Where are those at? I bet there's some good dove hunting there. Like, where's his family on them? Yeah. I didn't know anything good. about his family. I didn't even know his family owned a watermelon farm. I he, he's, he it's per- like one of the biggest a, in the country, apparently. I thought he just got watermelons from the store. You know, Ross a you know what? <laughs> well, not anymore. He, he went to a different team. Oh. But um, Poteet was known for... Strawberries, yeah, strawberry I'm, capital of the world. I'm wondering if that has any bearing on the dove population. I don't know. It would make sense. The, these doves, like they, they have these big rows, and there's there. It's all irrigation, and you got to have mm-hmm. heavy irrigation on these watermelons. And I think they like water. Yeah. And then watermelons put off some kind of sugar in this. They got to right. And this, and the soil up there is real sandy. So they like that, and there's gravel roads everywhere. Right. Yeah. So you got water, water gravel, and, food, and then the watermelons. These see, there's grasses that are in these watermelon fields because obviously they're mounted up, and these these wild grasses growing there, and they put off some kind of seed. That's one thing. I, I'm telling you, it's something else. <laughs> we definitely noticed it was a lot of seed content when we got our doves. But um, you know, if the fruit has bearing on it, then it makes sense. Whose phone's sitting over here? That's mine. Oh. <laughs> Did you set it here? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> a cell phone just appeared in front of me <laughs> on text message. I'm like, I don't have iPhone. I asked Matt, why didn't, if you went down to Texas, y'all didn't go till hunting. South Texas, and y'all didn't go till hunting. The, one of the main things I would even be going to Texas for. This I mean, that's, it hasn't really been on my radar. No, and it wasn't either. Un- until Chase brought it to my attention, I remembered that, but... The ranch we were on definitely has water, but it didn't have a lot. Well, it didn't have a lot yeah. of water. Like the pond that we were hunting right next to for doves, because like you were hinting at doves like gravel, they like water. They like, mm-hmm. So we were hunting on the edge of a gravel bank pond. And mm-hmm. then they had some type of that wild uh, weed. I don't remember what that wild weed was that they have growing right that now, but it, but it blooms and then it, whatever it had, it had all three food, water, yeah. gravel. And the pond was probably an acre. And cattle. And Let's cattle. forget cattle. Don't shoot the cattle. But the pond, well, the pond was what? Acre, acre and a half. Something like that. Yeah. Give or take. And that Not was very deep. probably the biggest piece of... We didn't see the entire ranch. We saw a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But that was for sure the biggest water. You could stand up in it. Yeah. It was the biggest water on the ranch. So, I mean... There just wasn't... There just... I don't think there was... I mean, I don't know. There might be around there. We didn't see any. Saw no fast flyers. Mm-hmm. None of them. So... Yeah. Well, that's what it's known for is down there this time, like South Louisiana and stuff. Well, it's like we saw, what, three different doves. We had <laughs> split tails, morning, scissor tails, morning dove. We had white, white wing, white wing, and then collared. Is that the other mm-hmm. one? So we had yep. all three of those. That was mm-hmm. cool. Um, but no, I didn't see, I didn't see any ducks of any sort. Yeah. None. But see, when I saw the white winged, <laughs> I didn't shoot because I wasn't 100% sure. And that's one of those ones where it was like one out of every 20. So when I saw the white wing, I'm like, eh, no, nah, I'm not going to shoot that. 
And then Matt got one. I'm like, oh yeah, it is a dove. <laughs> so I let a few go. But um, well, I'm never t- I'm never uh, dove hunting in Tennessee ever again. I'm just I just, I just <laughs> Who would? there. You got a watermelon field. Yeah. You got good breakfast. Just pick your watermelon fresh out of the field. <laughs> I know a guy who has an absolute slain duck season hunting rice paddies. Well, that's rice. You know, that's a big thing. Arkansas, Missouri. You know, that's that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's very successful in uh, northern Louisiana. <clears throat> speckle bellies you know that's a big thing in northern louisiana and rice fields specs. specs and snows you know mm-hmm. so yeah rice is a big market for duck hunting mm-hmm. you know it used to be a lot better now that uh the equipment farming equipment now is starting to get better and better and that's kind of how everything's going but yeah that's a whole another mm-hmm. podcast you've you've rented a or rented you've leased a a pit missouri a rice pit missouri. i haven't no i haven't Mm-mm. i've went with guys that you know I've, I've hunted missouri quite a few times so it's it's dirty <laughs> wet i don't i'm not necessarily i'm more of a country club hunter uh nice warm blind with a kitchen <laughs> and, and, matt and, did tell me that last year when we were supposed to go duck hunting he goes oh yeah. no oh no we just gotta bring food chase will cook us all breakfast in the blind i'm like God, pit pit breakfast man <laughs> you gotta be kidding me that's my <laughs> i actually don't do the cooking either not that's hardly that's why we bring I got alan. guys that will that's why we bring alan yeah well, alan mean, will cook i don't mind cooking either you know that yeah so yeah that's the thing about the and that's the thing about real foot lake growing up on it you know duck hunting is a, a huge thing mm-hmm. on, on the lake and that's kind of been my whole life too even before crappie fishing my dad did get me into that Mm-hmm. is duck hunting yeah and I, that's early early memories of being on roof of the lake i mean your dad only really stepped a, not fully away but took a step away from the duck hunting world what three years ago yeah something like that he still goes every you know a few times a year he yeah. just when you he's been around a long time guided for how many years a long long, long. Time. didn't even realize when i was growing up that i was hunting one of the best duck blinds on real foot lake <laughs> joey's no no johnny cochran oh, point yeah. blind i mean wow. that's the most known used to be on the lake you know they took it away now he passed away but anyway that's a whole different podcast. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> and then when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. Um, again, in studio co-hosting tonight, Chase Petty, the crappy man himself. You're listening to Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm. Hey, let's just be honest. No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. But if you play your cards right, you can fool them. Now, for all the work you put in to getting this close... Make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak. Made for moments like this. IC Tech now has tumblers and apparel. Check out ictech.com or visit the hardware house in Huntingdon, Bennett's Hardware of McKenzie, or Rev Power Sports in Jackson to find all your IC Tech coolers and accessories. IC Tech, the classic roto molded cooler that started an entire industry. 100% veteran owned and operated. IC Tech USA. 100.9 on the farm. We are back to the lodge for the final segment. Is we getting ready to wrap up week eight? Two Jeez. months in the books. Jeez, that's, that's crazy. Two, two months, months man, gone by. Nick, you went from a stranger to our punching bag in two months, man. You did great. Oh, less than that. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait for the next evolution of that. 
it's Nick on a stick. <laughs> I think I think um who's that ventriloquist? He's got that Jeff Dunham. Yeah, he's that's, definitely already got that locked down. That's exactly what I was thinking earlier in the yeah. show. I just don't want to say Jose Jalapeno on a stick. Yeah. We've been eating yeah. yeah. Yeah, you definitely uh would give Jose a run for his money, Nick. Mm. Especially right. with the snake. Yeah. <laughs> and the mullet. It just adds insult to injury. The snake. Nobody got injured. Yeah. You, Nick. Spit that one out. Matt may have got a splinter at one point, but other than that. You'll see that picture. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Nick. Please tell me it was your hand. <laughs> no. Oh, no. No. I, I think I have that picture. In fact, I know I do. I don't know if it's it's G-rated enough. We could share it. On. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't show anything. You didn't see this one, Nick? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Matt Matt had Nick tactically uh, <laughs> carried. What do you yeah. think, Chase? <laughs> yeah, concealed carried. That's yeah, we'll call of, it concealed oh. carried. Why is the... The, the light because it was the field. the weird hotel room that we yeah, walked they had into. a tent yeah, which sure. was actually kind of neat sure. it was because soothing. they tinted the windows i'm sure it was. When we walked in the room and there was this blue ambience and we're like what the hell is that like a yeah. screen it was weird so we rolled the screen up in this because it was blue light and it was i mean if you looked at it, it was like a mural like somebody painted on the the blind a see-through blind but when we rolled the blind up the window was actually tinted blue which oh. kept the room temperature cooler but not dark like dark tent that's was, the first thing I noticed hmm. with the picture. It, it was, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it was definitely it was odd. Blue, but I was like, once, what was y'all doing? <laughs> once you were in the room for a minute, you sort of forgot about <laughs> that. I'm, I'm going to blow right through that one. It was, it was a great... Well, there was another one i got to find for Nick real quick. Mm. Um, because he has not seen these yet. I'm, I guarantee he hasn't seen them yet. Um, let's see. You put it through the messenger. Yeah, here we go. So, like, this one was great, Nick. Yeah. So we had mm. our friend Stephen. Um, we'll say uh, swaddling. Yeah, is that, is that a proper term? Fondling or, or maybe cuddling? <laughs> He's caressing your lips. Ooh, with his finger. I mean, he is wearing a mask. Steve. All right. Well, not to steer you guys completely off this, but we're about at the end. Chase, is there any last things you'd like to say, or any shout-outs, or any? Wow, he just stole it away from me. <laughs> Uh, if you're ever looking for a guy trip, if you're looking for a guy trip, hit me up West Tennessee. We'll have a good time. Uh, hope I get to come back. This is fun. No, you're out. Well, you better come up with some more stories. <laughs> yeah. Especially on that. Maybe that's what you want, I guess. All right, so how, how can people reach you uh, to reach, get the, reach to the charter? On, yeah, just or, reach me right. on Facebook. Uh, Chase Petty. Uh, reach me on Instagram. Message me. Any comment, whatever you got to do. We'll put the, the link. Yeah, we'll put yeah. the link on Facebook. You'll give us the link. We'll get y'all taken care of. Chase, absolute pleasure to have you on the show, brother. Awesome. Thank y'all for having me. Thanks, buddy. All right. Week eight, as always, ask yourself, what are you grateful for? Nothing more important than knowing that. As always, from West Tennessee, I'm Patrick. I'm Matt. I'm Nick. I'm Chase. And we are back to the lodge. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Hey everybody, Nick here from Back to the Lodge. If you like the show, if you like the content, 
Subscribe to us, follow us, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And hey, if you want to listen to us live, don't forget to tune in each Wednesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. You can go back to thelodge.com, click the Listen Now button, and you'll be listening live. But until next time, we'll see you when we head back to the Lodge.